Welcome to Positive Bitch Lady, or as we like to say, Positive Power Lady. Listen in as your host, Sandy Joy Weston, takes on the hottest topics, explores how to deal with them in a positive, bold way, and highlights some amazing power ladies out in the world. This month, we wanted to share some exciting news about Sandy's other podcast, Let's Keep It Real. We are about to hit our 50th episode. Let's Keep It Real is all about hearing from amazing people from all around the world who are making a positive impact. Sandy and her guests discuss topics from all areas of life, and we know that you will leave feeling absolutely inspired. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Sandy's website, www.sandyjoyweston.com. If you haven't already, take a listen to one of the amazing episodes and share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. Today's awesome guest, talk about a throwback, is Shelly Fisher. Man, it seems like yesterday, but I think it's been at least 15 or 20 years, but we'll get into that. Anyhow, let me tell you a little bit about her. Shelly is an entrepreneur and philanthropist for over 30 years and has business experience and is the CEO and founder of the Pay It, which I love, Pay It Forward Group, LLC, and the Herb It Forward Foundation. Plus, she also didn't even mention this here, but how I found her, which is one tough bitch, which why it fits for positive bitch eh, power lady, but we'll get into that. But she's also, I didn't know this, she is co-author of the award-winning book, Breaking Sad, What to Say After Loss, What Not to Say, oh boy, this is hard, and When to just show up. I thought I was going to say one to just shut up, which is probably what I should do. <laughs> Shelly, how are you? We actually did actually think about just shut up at one point. We did. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going on in your head like, oh, my God, just shut up, right? <laughs> anyway. So you've been busy. Like, how many years has it been? Do you, do you remember? Oh, boy. So it's been, I would say it's close to 20 years. Okay. So didn't we, now, right, by the way, I just saw Roger, if that doesn't even tell you something two weeks ago, and now I'm talking to you, it's so crazy. So I came to you to teach before my gym opened up. Wasn't that how I met you? That is correct. You did. All right. So let me just tell you something, and I know Roger would kill me for this, but I wanted to um, teach somewhere while I was opening up a gym, and I and it was a long shot. I had worked at Aquahab Riverside for many years. Didn't even think of opening a gym, had an in-home training business. But one of my investors and clients said to me, you know, you should open a gym. And so at the mere thought of it, the owners at the time just fired me. They didn't even ask me if I was going to open a gym. And Shelly, I wasn't going to open a gym. Like I was like, yeah, I'm doing great. I have no overhead. I have my in-home training business. But when they fired me, it really like was like, you got to be kidding me. I've been here for 10 years. You can understand that. Like, don't even want to ask me if I'm opening up a gym. So I went to Shelly and I said, listen, I want to open a gym. And she's like, great. You know, I got your back. You can teach her while you're doing it. And Roger said, well, as long as you don't open up within a five mile radius, you know, you can do it. But he's like, yeah. Yeah, she's going to open a gym. Sure she is. And, and I don't know if you remember that, but you had faith in me. Like you knew I was going to open it and you didn't even care. Like why was that, Jelly? Because it's just sort of my way in general. I think we are here or if I'm doing something, it should have some kind of positive impact. And when it, whether it's a gym or any other business you're doing, you're trying to put positive energy out for people. And you also – are trying to put positive energy out for people. Why would you try to stop that? Why would you look at that as a negative? I think our purpose here is to better each other and support each other. And that's just how I am. I've never looked at people say, I remember at the time um, people had conversations of why would you do that? Because she'll be competition. I said, we all, if we do a good job and we're doing things in a positive fashion, we will be doing well. And if he does it, she will be doing well. And why does one preclude the other from being okay? So I just, in any business I've been in through the years, and there have been several, um, I have always been friendly with my competition, much to the mind-blowing experience of some people on the other side and some some of my competitors, like in the medical, I do bracelet space. 
many yeah. of them were totally overwhelmed with the idea of having like, why don't we work together to try to make this space better? They were just, it just was not something they could wrap their mind around, but that's just me. No. And I, I am so much like you. And I, I was, I always tell that story. So your ears must be buzzing a lot because many, many times my same thing, the people say, Sandy, you give away the farm too much. Like there are people that don't let you take your classes. Don't like, you know, you come to the gym. They, you know, if you, and I'm like, that's dumb because everyone puts their own spin on it. You know what I mean? You can't like, it's just ridiculous. And plus because I'm such a loyal person, I wasn't going to open up in Bryn Mawr, you know what I mean? I opened up in freaking Ballet Kimwood. It's like a lifetime away. You know, you know what I mean? It, it's like so, so separate a thing. But anyhow, that is so much different. You also can read people, Sandy, and, you know, you have a really positive spirit. If there was someone that came in and you could kind of feel the negativity in them or, you know, there there's certain personalities that you might not respond just that way to. But it was, it was obvious to me how you were. And so... It would, that's why it's just clear yeah. that you're just a really positive giving person. Well, thank you. And so likewise, so you've been busy woman. I mean, how many businesses did you get yourself involved with? You know, so you didn't have any uh, sense of, yeah, I'm retiring after the fitness center. No, I did take a little bit of a gap and I did a lot of, cause I, my kids were so young, but I did um, so much volunteering that I thought this is crazy. I'm spending just as many hours, not necessarily in a seven day a week, um, fitness business. But, uh, so then I did, um, accessory trunk shows with friends. And then, um, I ended up building this medical bracelet company and just sold that a year ago. And that was about 15 years of my life doing that. Oh, Um, so what was the name of that company? That was called Hope Page Designs. Oh, yeah. So it was, we had, uh, we were actually the first company to make a fashion friendly medical bracelet. There was a woman who approached me from Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Her daughter was going to be 16 and driving. At the time, they only had those plain silver chain bracelets that looked terrible. And she said, ah. you know, My daughter needs a bracelet. And isn't there any way you can make one for me? Because she knew we were doing other things in the jewelry space. And uh, not able, just like you, to say no. I said, if your daughter helps us to design it, then we'll make it for her. And one thing led to the next. And we ended up coming up against some very large companies that felt that fashionable would not be recognizable. And I just didn't believe that for a minute. So now if you look at that space, you'll see that pretty much everything is fashionable, that all of the styles we started continue. And it was a really exciting process. We did very well with it. Uh, good for I mean, you know what? I would have never even thought of that. But you're right. If you're going to wear it, you want it to look good, you know? Right. And why Why would it be recognizable? You're right. That doesn't even make sense to me just because it looks good. And so, but you sold that, you said, like a year ago? To a friend, because of the fact that I connected with so many of the other people in that space, and I was what I would call a friendly competitor, one of the people said to me years ago, if you ever think about selling it, can you please sell it to me? Ask me first. And that's what I did. And they bought it, and that was that. All right. And so then what was next? Because I, I was researching. Of course, you know, I was doing my research. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know which company to talk about. There's like, <laughs> is there three major ones? I mean, the pay it forward, the the herb, and then one tough bitch. So um, she knew she could, one tough bitch. There, uh, we have a nice little licensing um, arm with like positively happy, a little happy pet brand. And those all really fall under pay it forward group. Herbert forward is a Philadelphia inner city scholarship program that we started that we have leadership camps and workshops and speaker series and all types of things we do with these incredible students. And, uh, I guess that technically came before cause that's been five years and it's, uh, it, that I would say of everything I've done in my life and I've done a lot is the singular most rewarding thing that I do. Those students are just incredible. Really? I love it. So you get you get your hands in there, don't you? Oh yeah. We're right this minute, that's where we were just when I ran in here because we're in the middle of our inter- interview process for this year's students and we have a large leadership camp. We take them away for a weekend uh, with experts and all kinds of things, the Poconos and that's in like four weeks. So we have a lot going on right now in that space. 
And uh, the students are, they're just, they're just, they're amazing. They've come from very challenged experiences. They, uh, they're all uh, in the low income space, but they've had really significant life challenges. They're all from Philly, but they still have this optimistic spirit and the desire to make the world a better place and a pay it forward attitude. So it is a pay it forward scholarship and uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting. So how many kids do you take? Is it like a yearly thing? So we have 30, 30 students a year get in. Um, this year we had almost 200 applicants and we have, uh, now we're up to about 120 students. And so the criteria, you know, I was looking it up here. I mean, it looks really cool. So the criteria is there. The one thing is they're lower income, but the rest then it's all different except for they have that pay it forward attitude. Correct. How cool. Yeah. How cool. And so it, are there stuff that you said you're mentioning at the camp, but is there stuff that goes on all year long or, or is it the build up to the camp? So there are things that go on all year round. They um, do volunteer work together. We help set up volunteer work. We do uh, like at the end of this month, we have a speaker coming in and doing a speaker dinner with them. They do um, different things together. Uh, we have a student send off dinner before they go back to school. We, we have a number of like, uh, we do a special holiday event where they can bring a family member. And that's always really special. Everyone gets dressed up and it's, it's really nice. And they just, the, the best part of the whole thing is the way they've connected to each other. So they have, one of the students showed me, they have this text chain that has like 27 students on it and they all text each other all the time, which is the greatest gift we feel that we contribute is the ability to take students who say, nobody understands the path I walked and what the challenges I faced and what I want to do in the world. And we said, they're all saying the same thing. And by putting them together, it's been really magical. So for example, today at 530, I have to be downtown. One of our students who's graduating from Temple received, I think it's called the Diamond Award. It's like the number one award that Temple University gives to their students. And it's And this young man watching his path, it's just, it's, you just stand back and it just takes your heart to like a whole other level. You just absolutely smile for them. It's great. You know, Shelly, I was thinking that the other day, you know, I'm sure you run into this people, you know, they're in a bad situation and, you know, something's gone wrong and you're thinking in your head, it's like to you, I mean, I'm, you, I try not to be, but sometimes you're thinking, oh God, that's really not that bad or whatever. And when I look at them, I, I've sometimes said, why don't you go help someone else? It'll get you out of your own head. I, I don't know if you've seen that, but I feel as if sometimes when things just, you know, you feel are so bad for yourself, just by getting it off you and helping someone else, you feel a million times better. Absolutely. And don't you agree? And yeah, I mean, whatever it is, sometimes the problems are real severe, but it's still, when you go and you get yourself off your stuff, like you said, it's your favorite thing, right? That you've done. Right. And the most rewarding, you know, just putting your, it's like I, someone said to me something about, oh, you know, giving back and you give back. I go, I'm really a selfish person because when you give, you feel so good inside, right? It's not truly altruistic. It doesn't feel bad to give. It feels amazing, doesn't it? Right. But it's it's something as simple. We talk to the kids about this all the time. As you go into Wawa for coffee and you go to pay and you look at the person's name tag and you say, hi, whatever the person's name is, have a great day. And you smile at them and actually be present for that one minute instead of on your phone and out the door in your mind and racing to your next activity. And that just everyone can do something positive. And when that person looks back up at you and smiles back, not only have you made them feel better, you feel better as well. And it's, uh, you know, you, it just is the smallest things you can, anyone can do every day. And you're right. When you do that, no matter how you feel at that moment, you're like, OK, I, I do feel a little better. And, you know, they did, too. So it's a win win situation. You know what? That's a really good point. It doesn't have to be this big thing where you're giving up your whole day. You know, just that one little act can make that person feel great or saying that one nice thing. All right. Well, I want to get this in. So I want to tell you how we got reconnected. So I was, I sold my um, business, Weston Fitness, which you can know how tough that can be after all these years. And the last location was in Center City. And the official date was March 1st for uh, Weston Fitness down in Center City. It was there for 17 years. 
And, you know, I'm not going to retire or whatever. I had other businesses. And so I had another company with books and traveling and all that stuff. And I've been doing so many negotiations with Shelly, I'm not used to doing. And I felt as if, you know, now that I'm older, I speak up for myself even more. Mm-hmm. And I got the feeling that just speaking up for myself in meetings, that they were thinking I was a bitch, which is so not me. I mean, like, like I was watching one of your interviews. It's not even near my personality, right? Right. But I remember thinking to myself, uh, excuse me, well, if you're going to call me a bitch, can you call me a positive bitch lady? And everyone started laughing, you know? <laughs> and that's where I was like, yeah. And I don't want people to think, oh, you have to be a bitch. You know what I mean? It's not about that. It's about, it's okay if somebody calls you a bitch. It's okay if that's the way they think. For me, it's being a positive power lady and standing in your true power. And so I, I was at a luncheon um, and for someone's birthday at, at, at Savona, and this woman said, oh my God, you have to meet Shelly Fisher. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean I have to be Jelly Fisher? And they're like, oh, don't you know about her company? You know, one time pitch. I'm like, no, I said, but it would figure it would be Shelly. I mean, it, it was, I was cracking up. And they're like, well, do you think it's a, co-? I'm like, no, it's totally two different things. And she would be happy for me. That's how I found you. It's really funny. They so connected by the bitch world, Sandy. What can I tell you? Yeah, connected by the bitch world. And I can't think of another person who's not a bitch, but that's not what it is. It's that you know, strong, you know, empowering thing like, you know, that, Hey, I'm not giving up here. Right. So let's talk about a little bit about your journey there and why you started that company. Cause I had no idea. Sure. So, um, about eight years ago I had breast cancer and I had to go through, um, double mastectomy, reconstruct all the stuff around that. And they said, okay, you're good. You're good to go. You should be fine. And then I went off about my business and it was certainly tough. You know, anyone that goes through it, they know it's, it's a, it's a very challenging road, but I just kind of geared up, you know, powered through and just try to move on. And that's what happened. And then all of a sudden, two years ago, I got a second unexpected diagnosis and that really like shook me more in not more differently because I understood what was involved to get through it. And I understood what I would need to do in order to get through it. And all the feelings of what the strength I needed to gather the first time came kind of falling back on me again. And I just was like, are you kidding me? Really? And the doctor was like, it had nothing to do with the other one. This it'll, you'll be okay. But you know, no one knows about anyone being okay. We just all go about our business and hope we're okay. So one day I was just sitting there and I just was, I talking in my own mind, just trying to figure out how to give myself a pep talk because I was feeling the weight of all of this. And no matter how much people love you, when we have our challenges, we have our things, doesn't matter if it's friends, family, in the end of the day, we have to walk solitarily in our mind and body through that experience. And we have to figure out how to get our own self through it. We can use the support of others, but we have to get through the nights that the fears come into your mind. We are the ones that have to get through, whether it's doctor's offices or divorce, or it doesn't matter what the situation is, we have to power through this. And so in my head, I heard, luck, Shelly, you can do this. You've done it before. You can do it again. You are one tough bitch. Let's go. And somehow just those words, and I'm not like a big one to curse. So it just, but it jolted me a little bit. It just kind of was like, yeah, that's right. I am. I can do this. And because obviously I've been in the jewelry space, I thought I'm just going to get a necklace and I'm going to wear those words. And I also am not one to sit around and um, some people find a lot of comfort through discussing their fears, worries, or whatever with like groups of people. Yeah. I find I'm more, I like being strong because it makes me feel stronger and spending time sitting in whatever's concerning me, I don't find that helpful for me. And everybody needs to do what they do when they're going through something. There's no right or wrong. I'm just saying for me. And so yeah. people would say, you know, you seem so strong. You know, you handle these things, you move through them. 
And how do you do it? So I used to say, well, it's my magic necklace, just joking. And then I would show them the necklace and they would laugh. I remember even the gynecologist who I wasn't paying attention that I had it on. She's like, where did you get that necklace? She said, oh my God, I am in a man's world. Da, da, da. I wish I had one of those. And it just became one of these things that people were attracted to. Um, and uh, it was almost like I was pushed into the space more than anything by people saying, come on, you've got to make it a brand. You've got to give us a necklace. And so PS, here I am. And so because of the fact that that word still makes me a little bit uncomfortable and to have a brand that has the word bitch in it makes me a little uncomfortable. We had a sister brand called She Knew She Could, which, um, sorry, we have a train going by. Doesn't matter. That's life. It is life. So the sister brand She Knew She Could is just uh, for all ages. And we also skew more into the younger ages and younger space, trying to empower younger girls as well. But recognizing in the one tough bitch space that sometimes you need a powerful word to get through a difficult situation. Yeah. And that word just elicits a strong response. And I don't care if you have to get through a marathon, a divorce, a medical treatment, um, loss of a job, or just being overwhelmed on any given day by the stress of your day-to-day life and how fast the world moves. You know, we all need to tap into our tough bitch sometimes to power through. So that's the brand and that's what we're doing. So we've got a great online um, community, the One Tough Bitch Sisterhood. It's a private Facebook group and we have a large number of women that belong to that. It's a very positive, uplifting group. And we also have um, a podcast as well, which is all inspiring women. At some point, I'll make you return the favor and we're going to interview you. I'll sit (laughs) here. I'd be happy to. Well, you know, I freaking love the story. I freaking love, love the story because, and isn't that the way a lot of things happen? Like it's organic. You just did it for you and it made you feel great. There was no other reason and it exploded. And just so you know, because I felt uncomfortable with the word bitch, because I don't want people thinking for the same reason. You know, you don't have to be a bitch to get through life. That's why my logo is outlining the top part of the P with a line going up power. Right. So it's more like positive power lady. But you're right. You know, our, you know, our tagline is power, not attitude. So See? Exactly. Right. So we have, it's like yeah. you get, right, you get it. It's like, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's inner power. Yeah. It's, and, and I, yeah. I agree with you, the older we get, Um, we recognize that it's time for us to be able to say what we feel and whether it's in a meeting or it doesn't matter where it is, you need to be, it's okay to be honest. It's okay to be honest in a meeting. And, and as you said, you say it in a positive way. So it's not, sometimes someone's not going to be happy with what you're saying, but it doesn't make it reason for you not to say it. You know, you just have to be honest. Yeah. And I, I think that the, that's a great point that you made when I not believe me, I'm not perfect. I've had my moments because, you know, I'm an emotional little chickaroony. But most times before I go into a meeting, I get myself into that positive headspace. Mm-hmm. So if someone is calling me a bitch or not happy or angry with what I said, it's not because I didn't come from that loving space. They just don't like what I had to say or I called them out on it. Right. You know, and it's going to happen. And you got to be okay with that. So, uh, I mean, all right. So I love the way, by the way, I love the way you skipped over your journey. Yeah, I had this, I had that, I had that. Because just so you know, I can tell how you are very much like me. I don't talk about my stuff. I am very private. I, I come in, I came in strong. It's just not who I am. Like you said, a lot of people hear through talking about it. And I can see how with you, the only reason to talk about your journey is only to impact others. You can, you can tell it in your voice. Like if it's going to help others, then you need to tell the story to get there so that there's hope for others. But I can so relate to that personality, you know, like, all right, now what am I going to do? And I love that you said that no matter how many people love you and want the best for you, you're on your own. Like you got to figure it out on your own. And what you're doing to get out of that. So let's dive a little bit more into that. So I I was looking away at some of your takeaway points and we've covered some of it, but 
It says you can control your fear and worry when it enters your mind. Recognizing that you create that storyline allows you to change your mental message. Let's dive more into number two. Okay. So I do workshops on this and the reality is when we are worrying, we're all up in our mind, but worry is the possibility of something happening in the future. It's not actual. So if I'm sitting here and I'm starting to worry about my health, it's something in the future that's not necessarily, even if like coming in, like people say, yeah, but there are things that are real. Yes. My things that have happened to me are real. But for example, one time, and this is about as clear as I can make it, you're getting wheeled into the operating room and all of this stuff is going through your mind. Will I survive? What are they going to find? I don't know if I'm going to, I know I have this, but what's going to happen. And instead I started saying, I'm laying on a bed. I'm looking at the lights. They need to clean their lights. Actually, that looks kind of dirty. Oh, that nurse, you know, she's, she, one of her hairs is sticking out of her little net. I stay because if you start getting into the worry, like you can create the thought. And so you come back and you say, I'm going to go right through this. I'm going to do well. I am fine. I'm right here. It's going to be fine. You can take the messages. If you recognize that you are the creator, the sound producer, the engineer, everything of those stories, if you can stop them even for a second, that reaction of all the chemicals that then course through your system have been interrupted and you recreate the experience. So you can take, you can literally take worry. I'm not saying it's a perfect science, but you could possibly take your worry from a 10 to like a seven or a six because you just interrupt that cycle of it happening over and over. And those stories spin forward so much, you know, it's just, yeah. And the same thing is with fear. Even if you are going down the street and you're in a dark alley and you start thinking, oh no, I wonder what's going to happen. And you start thinking of all these possible feelings of being in this alley. The reality is if you stay present and you think I'm right here and I'm staying aware of my circumstance, you're doing a better favor for yourself as you're moving through that alley. You know, even if you're in a burning building, you think, oh my God, I'm going to die. Well, you're not dead. You're alive. So think about (laughs) I'm here. How do I get outside? It's just not that things aren't more challenging, but if you can take control a little bit of your mind, you have a much better opportunity for a more positive path and outcome. Well, I'll tell you what I like. I'm like, I take little notes here. I love that you said, I mean, I talk a lot, the same thing about mindfulness and, you know, people say be present, but no one explained it as simple as what you did, which is, I'm not saying go to an ocean and get yourself like, you know, to this beautiful, happy place because you're so freaked out. Start noticing the hair on the woman and the light. Like that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just noticing what's right there. I've never heard anyone describe it there. You know, it's always about taking deep breaths and, you know, go to a happy space, but this is more just stop and look at what's around you. Like you just going, Oh, look at the light. Now, now I'm thinking about the light and the dirt and the light. And that really stops the spinning. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Number, I have to ask this because, um, whenever I, um, tell everybody who my guests are, I get people to send me questions and a lot of it, you've actually even just answered it, but I want to make sure They're like, okay, so I understand this mindfulness stuff, but is there something that I can do besides meditation to help me? That's the question. Help like in the middle of worry or just help in general? Yeah. Yeah. Help them in the middle of worry. Oh, in the middle of worry. Um, I think the other thing that um, I've done with people You take a situation so that you can look at it more clearly. Take a situation that you um, either got through or you're going through and actually draw a picture of how that felt. And then look at that picture, take yourself into the moment and start making a list of all the worries or questions that went through your mind and literally make a list of those. And then look look back at that list and put a check mark next to everything that you created that you were thinking was you were worried about as opposed to what was actually your worry. And you realize you start to recognize differently 
and evaluate those worries. And when those worries come back up again, because they will, because so much of what we think is a, is a repetitive. I don't remember what it was. It's like, I was 80. It's a large percentage of our thoughts are repetitive thoughts or they're thoughts that spin from an experience in your past. Yep. So if you can take the time to stop and evaluate those thoughts or the thought processes you've had in the past and really recognize them for what they are. When they come forward again at you, either that way or a slightly different way, there hopefully will be that little part in your brain that says, okay, wait a second. This is familiar to me. I recognize it. The other thing is that if you take that moment in your past and you look at that list and you think, what strength did I need in me in order to get through that experience? Or what strength do I need in me to get through that experience? Ah. And what are those strengths? And we literally take those strengths and we write them on a rock because you just, it's like the rock is strong and you are strong. And, and sometimes we need to really look and remember the power we have within us. I'm not saying it's easy. This is not like you can just march through the world, like with a smile, like this woman thinks, oh, you can just like think the way you're wearing. Absolutely not. It's like a friggin' <laughs> battle. It's an internal battle. Yeah. And sometimes you play it and you win it better than others. And sometimes it's just as plain hard. And sometimes you just need to kind of go down and just feel whatever you're feeling and let yourself feel it and experience it. And some people say, you know, there's just some worries I just can't get through. And I say, okay, look, so then write down every possible thing that can happen as a result of that worry. Take Walk yourself through each one and what will you do if that's what actually happens. See it through to the very end. And because you, then, ah. you also then take it out of your mind because you've made it concrete. You're looking at it and you're saying, okay, you know, and to me, it's like, okay, I'm going to die. That could be as bad as bad as you're going to get. And it's, Okay. Yeah. So that right. means right now I'm alive. I want to live for as long as I'm alive. I want to live. And if I do, then this and this, and this would be in place and okay. And then you're able to go back to your life and you start to move forward because it's just, it's all that spinning around of all these thoughts that just don't go away. That just really, um, you know, they really can, can wear you out and just overwhelm, overwhelm the system basically. No, no, I love I love these tips. That that answers her question right on the money. Because what you're doing is giving them other ways and something's gonna work for you and something's gonna work for the other person. You know, maybe breathing, like you know, techniques, breathing is awesome. But I love what you just said about writing down your strengths. And and I like that you said you put them on a rock. Is that what you said? Yeah. You take the things that are for you and you put them on a rock and you put them on your desk. Or if you write a teeny tiny, you can put it in your pocketbook. And when things get rough, just hold on to the rock and remember. And then the other thing that we do is that if you are in the middle of something, you draw a picture of what you want, what you want, how you want to feel in the future. So you know, like for me, when I did this originally, I used an example. So in the beginning, I felt like I was on an island and by myself and all these questions going through my mind and, you know, maybe crying or whatever. That was my picture I drew. And then going forward, it was like I had more like the color came back into my life and, the, you know, the sky, the birds and, you know, more of a smile and two thirds of my little question marks of things that worried me. I kind of X them out. And sometimes if you can picture in life, if you can picture what you want, you're life to feel like, if you can picture the outcome, you have a much better chance of getting there. So it's really helpful to it. kind of take it from beginning to the end. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. All right. Well, this actually, you kind of answered this question. So let's just go over this for this person. So who's your posse? And I was, I was thinking of that when they were like, who does she surround herself with? And here's one thing you talked about when life is most challenging, Give yourself the freedom to choose who you surround yourself with. Right. That is correct. Because, you know, so often there's like, you know, you have people in your different people in your life at, at different moments um, fit, just fit better for that experience on that day. And with challenges, sometimes we feel like there are people that we need to spend this time with or explain our situation to or whatever it is. But really, that experience might not be the best one for you because it might be draining or some of the ways they probe or ask questions. It might take your energy and bring it down as opposed to up. And sometimes also when you're going through some challenges, sometimes if there's someone there that has gone through a similar challenge or they're having a hard time and you need to try to help talk them up by telling them positive things 
and you're telling them what they maybe could think or do, it then cements in your own mind. It gives you a lift too, because it reminds you, yes, I'm telling her this. I need to remember this myself and that your challenges and your difficulties inspire others. So sometimes by confiding or having a conversation with someone else who's having a hard time, that conversation gotcha. inspires them and also lifts you up. I think I just got off. I forgot what you asked me. My brain's shut. No, you, no, you, you answered it because we were talking about, and I, I, I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but I was thinking the same thing that you have different people in your life that, that are good at sometimes and not good at other right. times. And you shouldn't feel obligated. They could be your family members or people you love, but I know those people that if I told them I would feel worse right. and not that they don't mean well, Shelly, cause they mean well, you know, but they're just not that right person. So give yourself permission to go. Yeah. I don't have to explain it. To That's them. Right. I don't care how close I am to them because there could be, family members, spouses, children that just can't handle it or just don't know how. I mean, that's just not their thing. And yet, and there could be someone that you barely know or a stranger that you'd rather talk to. It's true. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it is. All right. So the next one, um, you know what, Shelly, I know that people say just take one day at a time. And I'm reading that you said this here and then you climbed up a mountain, but give us a little bit more about that. Like, what do you mean by just for you taking one small step a day? So you can look at this when you're building a business from the ground up, when you're trying to get through a challenge. I mean, this really applies to everything. So if you want to take it from a medical perspective, for example, for me, um, this process that I need to go through with this last situation is a two year process and I'm not done until November of this year. So it's a really friggin' long time. And if you look at that two years as a whole thing, you just can't, it just is, can be overwhelming. So for me, I just look at each day as like that step forward and one day off of the other end when I'm looking at, um, people say, how do you, you know, and you do this too really well saying, but how do you build something, a company is something from nothing, or how do you write a book from nothing? And again, to me, it's like, all right, I, I pace out what it's going to need to look like, but then I look at where I am and what I need to do that day. And my statement I always have in my head is one step, one small step forward every day. And one day you turn around and realize you climbed a mountain because if you focus on the top of the mountain, you can get overwhelmed. But if you just look right in front of you and you take those small steps and you just keep moving forward every day, just that little bit, you get there. Yeah. And and you're right. It's true for medical, personal, and building a business. It's all the yeah. same thing because I have had those, holy crap, you know, how am I going to get this done? And it never works out for me. I mean, I know where I want to get, like you said, I know where I want to be. Like you, if you want to feel good, you want to be healthy, you know, you want to get there. But same thing in business, you know, you know where you want to get, but you could just sit there and go, oh my God, like, how am I going to get this all done? And it makes me feel better. I don't know how you do it, but I do break out my days. Like, do you think about what you want to do that day? Like I write down, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. Today. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely break it out, but it's also, you know, just what you said a second ago, it's also feeds back into that same worry theory of when you start thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to actually get through this meeting? Or what if they, all those things, it's like in that it's, it's worthless energy. It goes nowhere. And that's why it's almost the same idea as pulling yourself into the present by taking that one step because you, here you are today and this is what you can get done. Yeah. And your list does that because your list pulls you into today. And when you go through that list, you're in the moment and you're going through it one step at a time. So all the, it like, Mindfulness, you can call it whatever you want, but it's basically being in your day as opposed to in your head. Yeah, no, you're right. Like I did, I had a, um, one, a doctor that that's all he dealt with. You know, he went into schools and was teaching mindfulness to kids, which was awesome. And I said, what is your definition? Because I thought it was going to be this lengthy thing, Shelly, of mindfulness. And he said, uh, being in the present moment, knowing the thought that's in your head you know, because I know he's goes, Sandy, that sounds so simple, but most people don't do like you said at the Wawa, right. you're, you're not standing there in front of that person in that moment. You're already down the road and late for your kids somewhere, you know, which it sounds so simple, but it does take practice and it does take you creating the habit and working on it every day and recognizing like, okay, where did I go? Well, what am I doing? 
and just coming back into that. But it is that simple. It's funny. I know the buzzword is mindfulness, you know, being in the present moment, have it one thought at a time. But I think it overcomplicates too right now because we, don't you think, because of the, I mean, I love social media oh, for God. many reasons, yep. Yep. but we're at such a high yep. pace that it's hard not to multitask and tell yourself it's okay not to yes. do that. It's real, yes. Like I'm, yes, and I, I mean, I know what I'm saying, but I certainly have the challenges myself all the time. I constantly, sometimes you talk about it often so that you remind yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the world is so fast paced. The different ways that people can reach you, people text you, they want you to respond immediately. Social media, absolutely, that's a whole other thing all by itself. Just even alerts yeah. on your phone from CNN and New York Times and everything. There's just so many ways that your your brain can't even. It's very hard to stay with what you're doing. Like I know, like I'll sit at my yeah. desk. The worst things I do, I hear the ding. I know there's an email. I look up and I start to read it, and I'm like, Shelly, would you stay focused on what you're doing? You're wasting so much time because you stop and then you look at yep. this email, and, that, and so you're not doing anything consistently. It's it is. It's a very it's a challenging time. It's a challenging time. Yeah. So I tell people, listen, don't beat yourself up. Right. right. I mean, work on it, but it's not, it's not that easy. I know that a lot of people have started doing um, what they called, you know, condensed time for at least 90 minutes. And, you know, they call it the deep dive. Some people where their phone is turned off and they don't answer any emails because you're right, you get distracted. So if you're really working, like, you know, you, you can just answer little things and hear the bangs. But if you're working on a project and you're being creative to constantly go back and check that text or check that email, it doesn't work. So I know for me, Shelly, like it, I will go um, an entire day where my phone is just over to the side because I'm in my creative mode. And a lot of people don't like it. I get back to them within 24 hours but I don't need to get back to him instantly. And I just think it's just takes some effort, you know, and development, but it's worth it in the long end. All right. But whatever we can go on. That's a whole, like, like you said, that's a whole nother podcast. And I want to talk to you about this. This is a big one. And I want to finish up with this because actually we've been on longer than most of the positive bitch ladies, but you had so much valuable information and tools. I didn't want people to miss out. And I'm really grateful for that because you gave people things they could actually chew on and apply right now. And that's worth everything. So this one, what you give power to in your life ultimately is what has power over you. I want to finish out with that one. Right. So that that's it. You want to give power to positive, you're going to attract more positive. You're going to give the power to being negative all the time. You're going to draw and attract negative. I just believe that you can make a conscious decision to what you want to give power to in your life. You want to give power to doing, making a positive difference in people's lives. You want to give power to having a more peaceful day. It's almost like, uh, you know, a lot of people write about positive affirmations, looking in the mirror before you start the day today, I'm going to, or, you know, whatever it is. It's, it's really taking a moment, have a conscious decision. What do you want to put your power into because ultimately that's exactly what you're going to be living. All right. So when you said, uh, is what has power over right. you that that's what uh, now I understand a little bit better. So you're saying like, if you're going to put your power into anger, if you're right. angry, so that's what your day. Yeah. Will and like. when you're right. And you're going to know that, all of the anger, that's going to be what's going to be more drawn to you. And you're going to have more because you're focusing on that. So that's what you're because you're giving the power to you. Know, ang being angry is the same as fear and worry. And that when you walk out of a room, what do they say? It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You're mad at somebody. You walk out. They're going about their business and you're steaming. So you're then giving power to this feeling of somebody else who's long gone. And you're like. Why the heck would you want to continue to allow that person to beat you up? They're not even there. And you're giving power to that feeling, to that energy. And it's now taking over your, your moment. And so, you know, anger, worry, fear, those are your creations. And when they walk away, it's up to you what you want to do with that experience.
No, I'm cracking up because I, I got, I want to repeat that. I've never, I know maybe other people have heard it, but what is the poison thing again? Because being angry at someone is like drinking poison and expecting that they're going to die because that you're drinking the poison of anger and what they've left you with. And you're so pissed that you want that, whatever that anger that you're feeling, you want it them to feel it, but they're not feeling it. They they're gone. They're do, Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. They're driving halfway down the street and you're still, you're still angry. So you've now yeah. had that poison yeah. in you and you're like, you got, you feel that, you feel that thing, but they don't. So it's like drinking poison. Yeah, you're right. I love that. I love, I'm writing that down. That sounds like a Game of Thrones thing. I'm like, what is she doing? Quoting Game of Thrones? Nah, like, nah, what's nah. going on? No, I don't know Game of Thrones. All right. I'm the only people. My husband does. <laughs> does he? All right. Well, that's a whole other thing I can talk to you about. I don't, by the way, I can't stand violence. I hate yeah. violence. I can't watch the news. I can't do anything. But my family got me into Game of Thrones. So they watch it first and then they tell me which parts are really bad. And then I close my eyes. But sometimes it's the whole freaking show. I, I walked in one day and some poor girl was getting ready to be burned at the stake. I said, that's it. I am never looking at this again. Some young girl, they were getting ready to burn her. And I said, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, that answers. And I love that. And I do believe, by the way, exactly how this is. It's just the way you're saying it, Shelly. It's like we both have the same belief system, which some people that come on here, we don't. And which is great. We have a healthy debate. But for me with you, it's more about I love the way you break things down and explain it in a way that's so user family and can be applied. And I love that you're saying, Hey, this is not foolproof. I'm not saying you're never going to have fear and never going to worry. You know, we're just trying to, you know, lessen it and lessen the degree and how often, which to me is what this is all about. And the fact that, you know, you've come through so many tough things and you've applied it to your own life. So you know what freaking works. Yeah. And it is, you're, but you're right. It's a battle every day. It's not that this is foolproof at all. It's, it's a challenge. And sometimes it helps more than others. But my feeling is that on any given time that it helps even a little, that's a little bit better in your life. And hell, hell yeah, hell yeah. So I believe that I like similar to what you know, you said about the anger that nobody makes me unhappy no one makes me frustrated no one makes me angry i can i allow them but from some situations you know you can say i can understand why you'd be frustrated anger fearful Mm -hmm. whatever but i it's not i don't look at it like their fault i look at now what am i going to do like you know like i said you could call me a selfish person because i want to feel good and feeling angry feels really bad. Sometimes, inside, look, you know? Sandy, sometimes it is their fault. They're jerks out there. We're not saying the world's a wonderful place. You know, sometimes it's like people just piss you off because you deserve to be able to feel angry and say, okay, so feel angry for a period of time. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. like hit a wall, yeah. go play tennis or do a fitness class. But at the end of that, at some right. point, you need to let it go because the only one you're hurting is yourself. No, I, and by the way, I love the way you say, let's just, let's just get this straight. There are children out there. There are. But then, you know, like you said, there'll be the people that are truly jerks. They're not impacted by it. They're like, ah, you know, let me go walk my dog, kiss my kid. I remember seeing, thinking this this guy in business was, oh my God, like he was the most deceptive. And for me to say that, like there, I couldn't find goodness Mm -hmm. in him. And then I would see him out with his family and he would be so loving and kissing his kids and all that. And I wanted to be like, do you know what your dad's like? You know, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But he was fine. Like, la did he meet my family, you know, da, 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 da. And you're like, oh my God, you're right. I gave my power away to him. So, you know, why did I do that? All right. Well, listen, Sam. Shelly. This, I'm so glad. First of all, forget the podcast. I really don't care about that. But I'm really excited for what you're doing in your life and all. I mean, I hadn't. I mean, I always knew you were freaking awesome. But this is really incredible what you're putting back in the world. And I'm happy in any way to spread it and to facilitate it or do anything with you. And it, this for me on the selfish note, it was just an awesome way to reconnect with you, which 
I so much believe when you have the same mission, what you want to do in life, the more the merrier, you know, you know, you got to hit people at different angles at, in many ways as possible. So thank you for sharing this with me. Is there anything that we didn't get in that you want to partake to our positive bitch ladies? Um, I would just say, can I give a fast plug to our podcast? Because the girl that runs it. Oh my God. You can give every plug right. where you buy everything. Right. I can't remember all the businesses right. that are still That's there. Okay. But- so real women, real stories. It's under one tough bee. And um, I have a woman, Kristen Chase, she does an amazing job with the interviews. And so if I didn't say that she would come running in the office and strangle me, but um, oh my as God. far as products, yes, we, we find that the products that we make though, um, many times people go through experiences, you know, people, they, whether they, no matter what challenge they're going through in life, you really don't know what to say or do for them as women. We're fixers. We try to fix everything for everybody and we can't fix things. And sometimes that happen to people we love the most. So we find that bracelets that we have that are two-sided, they have one tough bitch on one side. They have this power triangle. That's a whole other explanation as to why there's a triangle on the other side. And that's a, it's a great thing to be able to give to somebody else and remind them that you believe that no matter what life hands them, they have, they're strong enough to get through it. So one tough And that's my book. <laughs> I love that. All right. So wait, can you back up real quick? Where? Uh, for your podcast, because I want to make sure I know you rushed through it. What's the name of it again? Real Women? Real Stories. Real Stories. And where can they find that? So it's um, on Apple and I am so bad with where all podcasts are, but I know they're on iTunes. Well, on, the it's on iTunes. Yes. And you go to onetuffbee.com and you can click on the link, but it's definitely on iTunes. All right, cool. I love that. All right, Shelly. Well, this has been a lot of fun and not just fun, but I think it's been very inspiring. And I know you're going to touch millions and millions of lives and hopefully we stay connected. Absolutely. And you need me for anything. I love a lot of what you're doing. And if we can partner up sometimes, that would be cool beans. Absolutely. Bye now, I'm going to let you go. Good luck. Have fun tonight at your event. And for all my positive bitch power ladies out there, remember, just love yourself. The more you love yourself unconditionally, the more you're going to love and accept others unconditionally. Thanks for listening. Remember to like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed. And remember, stay powerful.